Welcome to the Shadow Warrior Podcast. I'm the host, Rajiv Srinivasan. Episode 107 is titled, Paris is Burning. Why? I had the disconcerting experience of being on the ground in Paris while the current riots raged. Oddly enough, on my previous visit in April 2019, I arrived the night the Notre Dame Cathedral caught fire and then was in town during the Yellow Vest riots against fuel taxes. In both cases, my plans were affected. In the current case, I stood out of my hotel room near the Arc de Triomphe with trepidation, worried as I was by TV images of random violence and especially arson. I had been to Paris for several years in a row, until COVID, for an annual conference on innovation, so I have a slight familiarity with the city, and it remains one of the most charming cities in the world. Architecturally appealing, with world-class museums, I did my usual homage to the Louvre, the Impressionist Musée d'Orsay, and the Musée Guimet of Asian art, lovely boulevards, the peerless Eiffel Tower, the unhurried meals and sidewalk cafes, the very picture of the good life. Then there is the dark side of things. The proximate cause of the troubles was the shooting death of a 17-year-old youth of Algerian heritage, possibly the result of excessive force by the police. But this is just the spark. As in other countries with restless minority populations, example the US with periodic riots after police shoot yet another black man, as in Los Angeles burning after the death of Rodney King, there are many other resentments that fan the fire. It would be easy to surmise that racism and the reaction thereto are the main factors in action. But I think there is another, possibly preponderant cause, demographic shift. France is getting less white, more black and Arab, and more Muslim. Coupled with an ever-restive leftist streak that has been evident for long, remember the student riots in May 1968, and the always volatile left bank? Today we have a left migrant nexus of sorts that magnifies any issue and takes to the streets. There are large numbers of migrants, including those who came from the colonies, and more recently refugees fleeing terror and chaos in Syria, Afghanistan, etc. One would think that they would be generally grateful to Europe for taking them in, but radicalization is literally visible on the streets. The older generation is more secular, but their sons and especially their daughters-in-law are more observant with beards, hijabs and other signs of religiosity. They are influenced by fiery preachers who call for jihad. It is now much easier to marshal flash mobs via social media. In fact, France has just had to turn off the internet to prevent further provocation and nastiness. Let us note that this was not trumpeted by deep state journalists as a sign of autocracy, although that is exactly what they say when India has to turn off the internet in Kashmir. There were statements made by some of the rioters. I'm not sure if it's just bravado or whether they seriously mean it, that they intend to take over Europe through the power of their numbers, as they are noticeably more fertile than native whites. Eurabia is an inevitable reality, they believe. 
This, naturally, does not sit well with the locals. They will probably begin to curtail migration, as some Scandinavian countries have begun to do. Perhaps there is also a crisis in governance, which was the opinion of an old friend, a former lawyer, whom I met for drinks at the landmark publicist drugstore on the Champs-Élysées. She was unhappy about the mayor and other politicians whom she blamed for the poor state of general administration. By the way, I just read that, the, that a suburban mayor's home was attacked and his wife injured. Although my friend didn't talk about him, Emmanuel Macron is not universally popular either. Even senior citizens appear to be upset with him. She also mentioned that the COVID lockdowns had had a hugely disruptive and lingering effect as many people lost their jobs, many moved out of Paris and have had their prospects diminished. France's place in the world is also diminishing. It is now mostly a purveyor of luxury goods. Fittingly, the head of Louis Vuitton, LVMH, is now the richest person in the world. And it was roundly humiliated by the US in the AUKUS affair, even though it is still a major arms supplier. Maybe there is a certain angst in the air. Maybe that is the root cause, or at least a root cause. I met a Pondicherry-origin man working in the transit hotel near the airport where I spent my last night in Paris, not wanting to risk riots, arson and barricades on the way from the city to Charles de Gaulle. He was generally negative, warning me about crime ranging from pickpocketing to muggings and especially the riots. He felt that his life as an immigrant, he has been there for many years, has become worse and he felt he could be targeted by both Arabs and whites based on his Indian looks and the certainty that he was harmless and would not retaliate. I only personally witnessed a boisterous crowd shouting slogans that I couldn't understand, and no violence or arson, thankfully, but there was the constant wail of police sirens in the background and what sounded like shots in the middle distance. Sadly, the largest library in France was set on fire. Thousands of vehicles were destroyed, and hundreds of houses looted and burned. In the end, I'm told residents responded with vigilante squads fending off the unruly mobs. I also spoke to the proverbial taxi driver, a Moroccan Frenchman, following in the footsteps of famous economists and journalists. He tried to be circumspect, and he didn't seem to be a religious person. There were no accoutrements in his car but he told me about hard time. He was running an illegal taxi service and he overcharged me 10 euros since, he claimed, he didn't have enough change. He spoke about unemployment and discrimination and how inflation was hurting his living standards. I have in the past French Arabs not very hostile to Indians as we don't threaten their livelihoods and this man wasn't either. The same issue of economic problems was echoed by a Malayali manning a souvenir shop. He had arrived as a student, stayed on for a few years, and now was facing problems in bringing his family over from India. Incidentally, a lot of souvenir stalls near Sacré-Cœur, the Louvre, and elsewhere are staffed by or owned by Indian-origin people. I met one from Gujarat, another from Mauritius. The number of Indians I saw around Paris has gone up from prior visits, both tourists and residents. There still are far more East Asians, 
In my hotel, there were Koreans and Singaporeans around. I met a young woman from Kanyakumari who was leading a tour group on the Eiffel Tower. She was optimistic. She was doing her MBA, working part-time, and she has an import-export startup in India that she will be returning to. My chance encounters with these people illustrate the point about European decline. France has a nice little niche in luxury goods, but I suspect their buyers are increasingly from newly affluent Asia. The departure areas at Charles de Gaulle Airport Terminal 1 is a veritable secular cathedral with chandeliers in luxurious seats, surrounded by glitzy and expensive Dior, Chanel, Louis Vuitton, Hermes, Cartier, etc. shops tempting the departing traveler. But decline in the former colonial powers, most evident in Britain, which also shot itself in the foot with Brexit, is a fact. In a way, it is poetic justice. Paris is full of evident loot from elsewhere. The Egyptian obelisk from Luxor, the Cambodian sculptures from Bayonne and Angkor Wat, and France clearly was enriched by exploitation of the colonies. But their core industrial strength has vanished. China continues to rape and pillage their IPR, along with their position in the global GDP standings. India has overtaken France and Britain and will soon overtake Germany. Europe is now less of a factor in the world than it has been since the Middle Ages. Asia is rising again. It's a powerful cocktail, inevitable cyclical decline, memories of imperial grandeur, the determined Islamist assault, and general anti-government feelings going way back to the French Revolution. Surely, the crackdown by some 50,000 police and, if necessary, the army will control the riots, but one day the rioters may win. Predictably, all of Europe is now shifting rightwards. Italy, Finland, Greece, possibly Spain. Hard times beget hard men. Britain, July 3rd, 2023.